Good morning. Welcome to the Friday show. Uh, let me know you're here. Drop in. Where are you watching from? Um, I see several of you watching. Check in. Today we're going to talk about anxiety um, and a, a super important topic. And I, we're doing things I don't even think we realize we're doing and we're making things worse. I know there's a meme and, and people kind of joke about like, I bought a dog for my anxiety, but now my dog has anxiety. And um, what's fascinating about this is generally, you know, we're creating that. And so we're going to talk about that today. How is that happening? How can we use the power of a dog to help us with anxiety? What does that look like? What are we doing wrong? And how can we get this right? This is a, this is a topic really important to, to me, um, not only because I, I deal with anxiety, I have a, a, a fairly significant amount of anxiety, and so does Jenna. So, you know, <laughs> apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree, right? Like mother, like daughter. And I have learned this the hard way. So today I am speaking from personal experience and then placing dogs for anxiety and um, seeing this unfold time and time again and now teaching breeders how we can help make sure these placements are successful when someone does specifically come and, and say, look, I'm, I'm wanting a dog because I suffer from anxiety, right? Like that's the goal is that this dog will help us through anxiety. The problem, it's not being done correctly and we're creating anxious dogs. So we're gonna walk through this today, how we can make sure that our anxiety doesn't translate to the dog. So this is a successful uh, placement for the human and the dog. Um, really, really important topic. All right, dogs mirror our emotions and feelings. So we have to remember not to humanize them, but they're just literally mirroring what we're feeling or how we're acting. So if you're acting fearful, the dog's gonna look to you and be like, oh my gosh, this should be a fearful situation. If you're suffering from anxiety, they're going to mirror that. We don't realize and I think this is it. This is what I really, really want to normalize. And I really want to make sure people understand is that you're not getting the dog. You need to change your frame of mind. This dog is not responsible to fix your anxiety. And unfortunately, I think so often we go in thinking that the dog is going to fix our anxiety. And that's not the case. That's not going to happen. And when we put that kind of pressure on a dog, you're setting everybody up to fail. So we need to change from, um, you know, this dog's gonna fix my anxiety to how can this dog help me with my anxiety? So that, that frame of mind has to change first and foremost, okay? So you're not buying a dog to fix your anxiety. Your dog is not responsible for your anxiety. However, can a dog help you with your anxiety? Yes, they can. And I'm going to explain to you how that's how that can happen. But before I do that, what I want to explain is when we feel anxious, so when you're feeling anxiety or a panic attack coming on, 
the first thing we do is seek comfort from our dog, right? Because we're like, oh, my dog needs to help me fix this. My dog needs to help me get through this. The problem is, is when you're that anxious and you're petting your dog, you're mirroring, you're translating that anxiety to your dog. Your dog sees it as, they don't see it as like, oh, I'm helping my mom or dad through anxiety. They see it as, whoa, why, what, what am I, what should I be feeling anxious about? Right? And they'll, then they'll associate negative thoughts about something. So if you're having a panic attack in the car, guess what's going to happen? Your dog's going to start to become anxious about the car. And then you're wondering why, why all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your dog is anxious in the car. I'll tell you what happened. You had to start to have a panic attack in the car. You wanted your dog to fix it, but instead it translated. It doesn't translate. They're not human. It doesn't translate equally. So they feel you being anxious. So now you're actually, we're creating uncertainty in them about our leadership and their safety, which makes them anxious. Does that make sense? So if you're having a panic, a panic attack in a car, you know, you pull up, you're going to do something or you got a phone call or whatever, and you and your dog are in the car. This is one example of many, right? And you start having a panic attack, you are going to start reacting differently um, and your dog's going to pick up on that and you don't even maybe realize it, but you're talking to your dog or, uh, you know, you're talking at a different rate, whatever. Your dog's going to come up to you and smell you and be like, what's going on? What am I supposed to be anxious about? And then we'll use them. We'll pet them. We'll hug on them. We'll cry. We'll sit there and practice our breathing. However you work through a panic attack while our hands are on our dog. And all that dog is feeling and seeing is there's something uncertain about the outside environment. And there's something uncertain about you. Does that make sense? Like this is huge. And we're doing the exact opposite of what we want to do because now we're becoming um, an uncertain leader because they don't understand why you would feel uncertain about being in the car. <laughs> like what's wrong with the car? Oh my God, is the car going to eat me? What's going on? It's very, very simple. And we make it so much more complicated because we think one, that they're human and two, that we think they should fix us and that they're responsible for our anxiety. And it's not fair. I'm, 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 I'm saying this, it's not fair to put the, this pressure on our dogs to fix us, right? So let me tell you how it can work though, because can dogs help with your anxiety? Absolutely. But what happens instead is we have an anxious human who then creates an anxious dog. So then we have an anxious dog with an anxious human, and the more anxious the dog gets, the more anxious the human gets, and it's a downward spiral. And we, we, we our poor dog kind of almost goes into a, a neurotic, anxious state. They just become so anxious, and I hear this so often, that this once happy puppy is now ter you know, terrified, scared, anxious about everything. They're crying, they're whining, um, and people are wondering, what the heck? I'm going to ask you first to check yourself. Do you have anxiety? And is it very possible that we could have gotten this wrong, that you were using your dog to help you through your anxiety, but in fact, you were hurting your dog? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, have I done it? Yes, I'm speaking from truth. This is something I've had to work with Jenna extensively when she's training. 
Um, check your anxiety, check your anxiety. If you're feeling anxious, I, I know, let me tell you, I clearly remember this time that we were asked to speak um, at this event in Las Vegas at this casino and to bring a dog. So I bring my tried and true Holly, like she can go anywhere with me, but I've had to be very careful. I've gone into a lot of, um, a lot of events, a lot of circumstances, a lot of situations with Holly where I was absolutely full of anxiety, the unknown. I mean, you walk into a coroner's office after the October 1st shooting of Las Vegas and not feel anxious about saying the right thing, doing the right thing, how are the dogs going to respond, a lot of anxiety. And I have to check myself immediately and be like, this is going to translate right down through the leash and Holly's going to be like, what am I supposed to be worried about? If you're worried and you're anxious and I can't trust you, then I'm going to feel anxious as she should, right? If I'm going to take her into a place or take her to a, into a car or even be in the house with her and everything starts to feel uncertain, of course they're going to become anxious. And so I have learned um, I have to check myself and be like, nope, I have to be brave enough for my dog, right? So anyway, this time we were asked to speak and, and Jenna had little Augie and she was really starting to feel anxious and I uh, vividly remember having this conversation with her and she was holding him because he's little so that's really translating and mirroring her emotions and he started to get fidgety and agity be because of her anxiety so we were I was able to um, bring some self-awareness to her and say do you know your anxiety is what's causing this Augie's actually fine but the more anxious you're getting he's feeling that and now he's really uncertain about being here as he should be because he's getting mixed signals from you and I literally had to tell her, if you don't feel like you can get control of this and be brave enough and not be translating this to him, then you can't go out there with him. Um, it's not fair to him. And she was incredibly brave, um, worked through her own anxiety, didn't put that pressure on Augie, and went out there on stage in front of everybody with, with him. And that, you guys, that is how a dog helps you with your anxiety. You have to be brave enough to empower yourself and your dog to let them know everything is okay. Uh, and so some of the steps here I have up, up is, so how do we use the power of the dog to help us manage, mitigate, lessen our anxiety? Because that's the goal. That's what I want for you. I just don't want this to translate to the dog feeling responsible to fix you. That's not fair. They shouldn't feel all this pressure from your anxiety because what happens is, again, they feel like their world is really uncertain and not safe anymore and everything starts creating anxiety. Can you see it from their point of view? I, I hope you can. So here's what I'm asking. When you're in that high state of anxiety, this seems counterproductive, but you're going to ensure that it's not relaying to your dog and you will having that self-awareness because you love your dog more than yourself. Let's be real, right? If you can help your dog, you're going to do it. We feed our dogs better. We make sure our dogs exercise more than us. So I know you can do this. I believe in you. You're not going to seek an emotional connection to the level that you're asking your dog to fix you or help you. I need you to do that. So when you're in this high state of anxiety, don't put the pressure on your dog. First, turn inward, be self-aware and be like, 
okay, I have to get myself together. Otherwise, I'm going to become an uncertain, unreliable, anxious leader. And I'm telling you now, even as human to human, we don't want to follow that kind of person. We don't want to work for that kind of person. Okay. And so the dog feels the same way. I need you to be aware and brave when you are feeling anxious and keep your focus on your dog in regards to making sure they don't feel responsible for your anxiety. You're going to focus on empowering them. Well, in turn, empower you. And it really, really helps. I can speak for myself. I've seen Jenna firsthand. I've walked other clients through this as well. How much everything changed for them and their dog stayed in a healthy, balanced state of mind, a neutral state of mind. So something just as simple as some of those shifts for our dogs to ensure that we're not creating anxious dogs and reaping the benefits of the power of the dog to help us through anxiety. And I say help us, but it means different than you feel, you know, you falling apart and hugging and holding and crying on your dog when you're anxious, especially in a new situation. Um, you have to be aware that you're, you're, they're sitting there wondering and try and taking responsibility to help and fix you. And they can't right at the end of the day, they can't, nobody can. Um, the only person at the end of the day that can help you is you. You you have to be brave enough and self-aware enough to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm on the brink of a panic attack or I'm having a panic attack. Here are my tools. Deep breaths. For Jenna, we did we breathe out the butterflies and breathe in bravery and we slow down our breathing and we make sure we sit there and empower our dog. Yes, you're okay. Everything is fine. And we keep telling ourselves that because we want that conveyed to our dog. And this beautiful happens. This beautiful thing happens as we start to believe it too. And um, I can say firsthand, my dogs have absolutely, Holly specifically, have has helped me become so much more self-aware, has helped me um, lessen my anxiety overall. And um, I've seen the same thing with Jenna with her dogs as well. So can dogs help you lessen your anxiety? Absolutely, but they cannot be responsible for your anxiety or think that there's this magic fix that they're just going to fix you. Uh, you have to also put in the work and then together you're both stronger for it. Together you're, you're braver for it and you continue to make sure you protect um, the mental state of your dog at the end of the day. We, we don't want them to feel like they can't help us, you know, that that intense human emotions, some dogs, especially if they're really tender-hearted, they absolutely feel responsible and it gets to be too much to them because they're like, I can't help you because what happens is they sit there and they're thinking, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? Checking the environment, checking you. And they, they, they can't make that change. And then there's more anxiety and more anxiety and more anxiety. And they, they truly feel responsible. And um, it's just too much pressure put on the tender little things and they start to fall apart and they become anxious. So the more tender hearted the dog, the more susceptible they are for mirroring your emotions. Um, so at the end of the day too, when we're, we are placing, if, if people are, um, they do come specific. I know a lot of people suffer from anxiety and there's lots of ranges 
Um, some people will come with the, come to us specifically and give me that information that, hey, I do kind of, you know, have anxiety, some more than others. And I also, we also look at the temperament of the dog. We don't want an extremely or highly tender hearted dog because those puppies are more susceptible to feeling responsible for your intense human emotions. And it, it just becomes too much for them. So we actually want a dog that's not as tender hearted, but I'll tell you, it's, it's really difficult for breeders and I'm mentoring as well, because like I'll tell them, the problem is people with anxiety like myself tend to gravitate toward those more sensitive, tender hearted puppies that kind of melt into you. Um, we gravitate toward those kind of puppies, but the problem is we have to have that conversation. Are, are you really, really going to be aware of how you manage your anxiety with this puppy? Uh, and if it's really bad anxiety, then let's, you know, honor the puppy enough and respect the puppy enough to know that even though that's what feels right, um, because you need um, some assistance uh, with your anxiety, let's choose a dog that's not as tender hearted, highly confident little puppy so that they can manage those human emotions a little bit better. But ultimately, it's still on you. Um, it was still on me. It was still on Jenna to make sure that this is not translating to our dogs. It's not fair, truly, uh, to expect so much. So making sure their needs are met, making sure we're brave for them, um, and making sure that we, and when we do have a lot of anxiety, that we, we end any event or circumstance or get out of the car and make sure it's fun and play and get back in the car right away and make sure that there's not anxiety about it so that we're, we're making sure that every time we get in the car, every time we go to a certain place. And this is one reason why two dogs don't like the veterinarians so much. It's because of our anxiety, <laughs> our anxiety. We have anxiety about it. Nobody likes to take their dog to the vet, right? Like, let's just be honest and real with each other. So we're feeling anxiety. We're feeling badly. And we're already setting up for failure before we even get to the vet. They're already mirroring your emotions. And you're like, see, they don't like the vet. No, I need you to twist that, turn that um, scenario in their mind and, and you have to just be brave and make it fun and like, let's go and bring treats and, and you know, go, to, go do something fun afterward, bring their favorite toy, like think outside the box a little bit. So be very, very careful um, to not be making puppies or dogs responsible for your human emotions. Um, it's something that needs to be done with great respect and always making sure no matter what, we honor our dogs. So there it is, the how anxious owners are creating anxious dogs much of the time. I hope that these tips can help you even if you set up uh, a somewhat unhealthy balance of an anxious relationship with your dog. It's not too late um, to start changing that, changing the way you're interacting and uh, reacting while you're having anxiety and what you're expecting from your dog. It's never too late to be brave and have self-awareness and take control of those emotions. It's never too late to breathe in bravery and breathe out the butterflies and not put that pressure on my dog. I will sit there and literally gauge when on the verge of a panic attack, does my dog even know? And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not ashamed to say this, my goal is to make sure my dog doesn't even know 
that I'm having anxiety. And if I feel like they don't even know that, then I've done my job at the end of the day to continue to empower these dogs and not put this unnecessary pressure on them to assume or think or disrespect the power of a dog enough that they should just fix me, right? So that's how they help you with your anxiety because at the end of the day, you help yourself, you protect them from too much pressure and anxiety at the end of the day. And even when they do feel your anxiety, you don't make them responsible for it. You continue to empower them through it. You continue to use praise and redirect and forward movement. Redirection is incredibly powerful with a favorite toy a treat. And when you do that, guess what else happens? It's an amazing thing because you start focusing on them and what you need to do from them. And guess what happens? Your anxiety will lessen. <laughs> it's really, truly a beautiful thing. Um, and forward movement, when you start to feel really anxious and you feel like, I think, you know, this is translating to my dog, um, exercise, forward movement, a walk, um, go out and play fetch, a forward movement for not only the dog, but for us. We forget that one of our greatest needs in a human body is exercise as well. It's, it's an innate need for mental and physical health. And so many of us are not exercising either. And that just compounds and creates more anxiety. So the other thing you can do, you're feeling anxious, you wake up feeling anxious, Start your day with a good long walk with you and your dog and just recenter, refocus, and move forward together in a healthy, productive way. So I'm Jeanette with 4E Kennels. We're not only healing hearts and changing lives through the power of a dog, but we are changing breeding from bad to badass. And this is all part of it. Teaching breeders, educating clients around the world, new puppy owners to be able to effectively uh, communicate with our dogs to make sure we're meeting their needs in order, to make sure we're not putting unnecessary human emotion pressure on them. Um, and this alone can truly help dogs. We have so many anxious dogs. And at the end of the day, please evaluate and look, is this anxiety coming from you? Have a great weekend. Bye.